Password Point Guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Lockdown Blazers your first listen every single day. Free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. So make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen every single day. In today's show, we're talking about the Blazers' loss to the Utah Jazz. They lost by 38. Mission accomplished as they continue to rack up L's. We'll talk about uh, some other sort of news in the Blazers' ping-pong ball chase as uh, an injury to Brandon Ingram and the scuffles of the New Orleans Pelicans. Things are seem to be working out at least a little bit for the Blazers. And finally, Joe Ingles spoke to reporters today in Utah and Salt Lake City. Sounds like he might be part of the plan. Let's talk about Joe Ingles' future with the team to close the show. But first, let's do what we do, the fastest recap in the West. The Blazers lose this game by a whole lot to the Utah Jazz. It's what the Blazers do. But after a 43-point loss to the Timberwolves, how about a 38-point loss? Not so bad, was it? Blazers only scored 35 points in the first half. And they flirted at least early with looking like they might have one of the lowest scoring games in franchise history. But they finished... With 85, respectable. 38-point loss, 123-85 to the Jazz. Uh, Blazers played this game without Anthony Simons, who's dealing with uh, tendonitis in his left kneecap. That was previously called a quad injury. It just seems like Ant has a jacked up knee jacked up left leg and they're going to be they're going to get him right before he plays you you know 38 points against minnesota over the weekend has not played the last two games so the blazers tried out a lineup of josh hart brandon williams cj elby eli hughes that's elijah hughes and drew eubanks the shack of troutdale in a national tv game and they got throttled this game is over at halftime they're down you know 35 63 it got worse from there uh that's your fastest recap in the West. We don't need, we don't need to do any more on it. They lost they lost really bad to the Jazz. The game wasn't competitive. They continue to not have competitive games. Trendon Watford, 22 points to lead the Blazers. Uh, he finished 6 of 14 from, from the floor, but got to the line and made all nine of his free throws. He led he led the team with 22 points. Only Blazers started to reach double figures with C.J. Ellaby, who finished with 10, uh, but most of that came later in the game. And Keon Johnson... 30 minutes for my man Keon, 15 points off the bench, 6 of 13 from the floor. But the real statistical oddity that you need to know is Keon played 30 minutes in a game that his team lost by 38 points, and he had a plus-minus of zero, of zero. Does that feel good? Because it, it it must, right? Uh, some of this is just like at the end of the game, the Blazers in the fourth quarter outscored the Jazz 36-27, and Keon and Greg Brown were on the floor for the end of the game. So the, the sort of the uh, only portion of the game where the Blazers had a positive plus minus. So those dudes were on the floor. But it also means that in the 18 minutes that Keon didn't play, the Blazers were outscored by 38 points. So get Keon more playing time, I think. I think that's what that means. Uh, actually, I know it means nothing, but uh, a, a fun statistical oddity and something uh, something that I was gonna I was gonna tell you about regardless. Um, something interesting and uh, credits Casey Holdall. Casey Holdall doing the Lord's work out there, reporting on the ground and in, in, uh, on this road trip and on a team that's really really scuffling. That's uh, team reporter uh, Casey Holdall. He, he wrote a story today about um, Chance Billups, and Billups basically just said like, "I'm coaching." 
I'm teaching through this. Like we are undermanned and we are, there are some guys who are not going to be here next year. And I am trying to get everyone ready to not only help us in the future because the present is what it is, but get guys jobs. And I, I think that's what this is. Elijah Hughes is playing for a job somewhere else. Drew Eubanks is playing for a job somewhere else. CJ Elby's probably playing for a job somewhere else. Same with Kelgen Blevins and probably Ben McLemore and probably, um, you know, the other guys would probably be on the roster next year, but they're playing, you know, and so they're maybe playing for playing time in the future, although it's probably <laughs> relatively unlikely to happen for the non-Trenton Watfords and Josh Hart's of the world. But I think that's what we're watching here, right? We're, we're watching... Uh, we're watching a team play. We're watching a team lose a whole bunch on purpose. And so the, the focus is not on the now. Um, yeah, uh, the, earlier this week, Monday show, I did a podcast all about how many more games will the Blazers win this season. And I used the numbers, the projections from 538 to say about five. Somewhere where you slice it, the Blazers have about five wins remaining. At the time, they had 18 games left. Uh, I think it's on the table that the Blazers lose every single one of their remaining games. <laughs> I don't think it's likely. I'd like, because if Amphrey Simons plays and if, if, um, if, as it's been reported right here on this podcast by Jason Quick of The Athletic, if Eric Bledsoe comes back and plays, the, like the, you just add more NBA dudes to the mix, you're going to have a chance. But right now, I think this is the worst roster in the league by, by a relatively wide margin. This is not a competitive NBA team. It's intentionally done so by the front office. They're playing a bunch of young guys, developmental parts, and probably guys who are, you know, long shots to be contributors in the NBA next season, but either on the roster or otherwise. They're... They have built a team to lose. Um, <laughs> they've they've built they've absolutely built absolutely built a team to lose. I don't think it's out of the question that the Blazers that the Blazers end this thing on a twenty one game winning losing streak. Like it's it's real that could happen or a twenty two game losing streak. Certainly on the table if they don't beat the Wizards Saturday and the Wizards have certainly a better roster, better team than the Blazers do right now. Um, it's it's gonna get a little lonely out here. Um, so stick if you're listening to the podcast, if you're still here, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna look to the future. We're gonna talk draft stuff. I'm already got a uh, draft expert coming on the show next week. We're gonna we're gonna kind of shift the focus here. But like this could be this could be a wild losing streak to end the season because uh, this team just isn't. They're not good and they're not good on purpose. So let's talk about let's talk about the future a little bit. Uh, the Blazers got some. There's some news out there. Brandon Ingram has an injury. It in it impacts the Blazers. The Pelican success is in, is or lack of success very important to the Blazers' future. Let's talk a little about a little bit about that. Look around the rest of the league and sort of where the Blazers are stacking up in the standings as we head down the stretch in the final 15 or so games of the season. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Athletic Greens, a new sponsor of the podcast, and something that I start my morning with. I've started my last five mornings with, and. If you check out Athletic Greens, AG1, with one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things. Plus... It tastes great. It's got like a mild tropical flavor. I just drop it in a cup of water. It comes with a, first of all, the packaging is incredibly aesthetically pleasing. I drop it in a little water bottle that they give you when you when you order the AG1, shake it up, 
drink it right there in the morning. It's like a mild athletic, uh, mild athletic, mild tropical flavor. Uh, it's not too strong. It doesn't taste like you're drinking something super healthy or green juice, despite its appearance. It tastes pretty good, easy to drink and gets you started right. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him a hundred bucks a day. So he created Athletic Greens because he knew how tough it was experiencing all of those issues. Plus, Athletic Greens, just people love it. It's over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So why not go right now and reclaim your health? Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. You just... Drink some water and look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of a moon-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Today's show is also brought to you by BetOnline.net, fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Today on BetOnline, the Blazers were 20-point dogs. 19 and a half was the line. They lost by 38. The odds makers cannot account for how bad this Blazers roster is. I keep telling you, go win some money fading the Blazers. If you don't want to do that, you can bet on anything else. And I really mean anything else. The NHL, soccer, tennis tournaments all over the world, combat sports like boxing and MMA. Whatever you want to do, you're going to find it on betonline.net. So don't wait. Go take advantage. Go take advantage of your knowledge of the Trailblazers and go take advantage of these of their offers right now. That's betonline.net. BetOnline, where the games start. All right. So the Blazers are losing. In fact, they, they might not win again this season. But... So much of the season is about, or the final stretch of the season is about who else is winning and losing around them. They're chasing ping pong balls and they've got some incentive to watch scoreboards this time of year to find out who else is winning and losing. If you're good, you're watching scoreboards. If you're bad, you're watching scoreboards too. That's just how it works now. But some news came out this this afternoon that impacts the Blazers, at least to some extent. Uh... Brandon Ingram, the forward for the New Orleans Pelicans, is out for at least a week, seven to ten days, with a mild hamstring strain. So he's, you know, will be reevaluated in a week. He's he's going to miss some time, and. The Pelicans are worse without Brandon Ingram in the lineup. That may come as a surprise to you, but let me tell you, as someone who's watched a whole bunch of Pelicans games since CJ McCollum joined the team, all of them, I actually missed one, but every, all but one, they're they're better with B.I. than they are without him. Uh, Tony Snell, not a reasonable replacement. I bet you knew that, dear Blazers fan. Um, This is important, not because the Pelicans are going to drop out of the playoffs. That is, that is, that's not what's going to happen. They're just not going to get caught by the back half of the West. Uh, The, the Blazers are, you know, pushing towards 20 straight losses uh, or potentially could push towards 20 straight losses. The Spurs are not going to get there. They're two games back. It seems really, really unlikely. The Kings, I think the Kings are pulling the plug. Um, I think they're going to 
they're just going to admit that they're the Kings and miss the playoffs. And the Thunder and the Rockets were never in the running anyways. But those three teams, the Portland, San Antonio, and Sacramento, just they're not going to catch New Orleans. So when we're talking about, you know, Brandon Ingram missing time and the Pelicans being worse without um, him in the lineup, that's all true. But we're not talking about them dropping out of the play yet. That's not what's going to happen. But we're talking about them having a harder path to the playoffs. And that's important because the pick protections, the, the Pelicans owe the Blazers a lottery or a protected first round pick this year that's protected between one and four and then if if they make the playoffs they they keep it or it goes somewhere else but if if the pelicans miss the playoffs and the pick falls between five and 14 it comes to portland so the blazers have a great deal of incentive that the pelicans miss the playoffs this season super important if the pelicans make the playoffs it's gonna be a 2025 pick it's gonna be the bucks i think the bucks are probably still gonna be pretty darn good in 2025 even though that's a long time from now who knows but um the Pelicans are, they're not going to miss the playoffs. They're going to be in the play in. But it's important that BI miss, t- it's important for the Blazers that B- Brandon Ingram's going to miss this time because it makes it much less likely that the Pelicans will pass the Lakers into ninth. I don't think the Pelicans can catch the Clippers, or the T Wolves. So we're talking about the Pelicans having to win two play in games to make the final bracket, to make the final eight, to be a true play, to be an actual playoff team for ping pong ball pick protection purposes plan doesn't matter the playoff bracket matters and the pelicans are going to have to win two play-in games to get there and if bi misses this time and if they struggle and tonight the pelicans dropped their third straight games with the orlando magic they'd won 4-0 coming out of the all-star break uh they were rolling teams they'd won by uh the first four wins were by more than 26 points per game on average like they were just smoking teams and then uh they lost a they lost a tough game uh to nikola jokic in denver and then the denver nuggets i guess nikola jokic has teammates so they lost they lost in denver to the nuggets uh jokic and monster night and really close strong down the stretch in that one uh, and then the pelicans lost two straight without ingram in the lineup they lost uh, pretty handily to a very good Grizzlies team, and then they lost tonight at home to a bad, bad 17, read 17 and 50, 16 and 50 coming in, the worst record in the NBA, Orlando Magic, in New Orleans. Um, that's that's a big one. The Pelicans have now lost three straight. Like I said, they're not dropping out of the play-in. Like, they're still going to be there. They're still, they're still going to be there, but they're going to have a tougher path, and that's incredibly important. If they stay in 10th, they're going to have to play away uh, two away games, two road games to get there. So they'd be in LA, again, Crypto.com Arena, at the Crypt, to play the Lakers in, uh, in the first game. And then they would play, conceivably, stay in LA and play the Clippers again, but play either the loser of the T-Wolves and Clippers game to get in. Like, they'd have to win two road games to make the playoffs and thus keep their pick and not give it to the Blazers or not have a much more high, much higher chance of giving it to the Blazers. The Brandon Ingram news matters. Like, it matters. This, this you know, you never root for injuries. It sucks. It sucks. You want teams to lose because they lose. You don't want them to lose because of injuries. But the Brandon Ingram, like out for at least a week, reevaluate in seven to 10 days. That's a big deal um, because the Pelicans are not going to be a particularly good team without him because too much Tony Snell, too much, you know, Jose Alvarado and Devontae Graham minutes, too much just like needing Devontae Graham to score. That's, that's tough for them. CJ, CJ Elby, too much blazers on my brain. CJ McCollum is awesome. He's averaging like 27 a game in, in New Orleans. He's been great, uh, but he, they're, they're built to have him have a little bit of help. Um, and, Brandon Ingram is the help. He's the other star. He's what was making them so special. They were, you know, they were, they had been really good on defense, but just an elite offensive team, two elite one-on-one scores. Without it, they're just, they're just not as good. It's a lot of Jonas Valanciunas, CJ two-man games, a lot of Jonas uh, post-ups. JV, who I really like, 
he is not Brandon Ingram. Uh, so that's a big deal. Um, like I said, the they, uh, Pelicans aren't going to follow the play and the Blazers aren't going to catch him. But if the Pelicans have the toughest, toughest path possible, uh, that TH sound got me, the toughest path possible, uh, that's what you're rooting for for the Blazers. Um, other stuff that happened in the league tonight, uh, idle San Antonio Spurs remain a half game uh, behind the Blazers. So the Portland is a half game in front of the Spurs. They've got two games against San Antonio. They can fall behind the Spurs. The Blazers can fall behind the Spurs, I believe. I think Portland is playing the worst roster in the NBA by a pretty wide margin right now. Um, you know, if Avery Simons comes back and Eric Bledsoe, which on this very podcast, Jason Quick reported that he's the Blazers anticipate he could play at the end of the year. Like, if he comes back and plays, and Ant plays... Um, you know, that's just two two NBA dudes. Like, they're, Portland's going to be better. But, like, the roster that the Blazers have trotted out the last two nights, have played the last two nights, Monday and Wednesday, a 43-point and a 38-point loss, like, this is the worst worst team in the NBA by a pretty wide margin. Like, they're, they're bad. Um, you know, mission accomplished, all those things, but they're not going, they're going to fall, and I think they can fall behind the Spurs pretty easily. The Kings is another tough one. Like, I don't know, the Blazers are going to have to work to catch the Kings. Uh, they're two and a half games ahead of, of Sacramento. Sacramento played tonight without DeMontis Sabonis, fell behind by 18 to the Denver Nuggets, and then rallied all the way back, took a lead in the fourth quarter, and then dunk in the final three minutes. They were so bad on offense in the final three minutes um, and just, you know, couldn't get a rebound when they needed to, uh, gave up a couple open corner three-pointers, bad teams are bad and the Kings are a bad team and that's why they continue to lose. It's going to be tough for the Blazers to catch him. Like the Blazers are playing like a, you know, historically, historically bad lineup. Um, and they might not be able to catch the Kings over the course of 15, the final 15 games. Um, a salute to Sacramento, a, a veteran group at being truly bad and missing the playoffs. It shows what that veteran institutional moxie really, you know, institutional knowledge. It's just like, it's a group of guys who've been together and they just know how to lose. They know how to lose games. They know how to miss the play. Playoffs. So the Blazers are missing that that truly institutional knowledge. They um they're missing that uh they're missing the 16 years of suck like the Kings to uh to get there. It's um I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna catch them. But the that's when when I am watching around the league, right? Like I'm watching the Blazers, but they're not very good. Um, so. I am keeping my eye on, you know, it's like Blazers are down 35. I think they got this one wrapped up. I'm keeping my eye on Denver and Sacramento. I'm keeping my eye on what happens with Pelicans. I watched the end of that Pelicans uh, magic game tonight. Uh, Terrence Ross delivered a couple times the, the uh, Pels threatened and, and Portland's own Terrence Ross hit a huge three, had a, like a 360 dunk. Um, he, he didn't finish with a ton of points, but they were timely buckets from Jefferson High's own go demos. Uh, Terrence Ross, it, it's this is what I'll be watching. Super important. I will keep you abreast of it all here on Lockdown Blazers because where the Bla where the Blazers fall in the standings matters. Uh, we'll do a check in each week, kind of where they are, um, lottery odds wise, and et cetera, et cetera. But you need the Spurs to win. You need the Kings to win, uh, and the, you need the Blazers to keep on losing. I think they're going to take care of that. So uh, you got to root for San and you. Get your San Antonio and uh, and uh, Sacramento pennants out and start cheering on your new and longtime favorite teams. All right, let's come back in the final segment of this show. Joe Ingles spoke to reporters today in Salt Lake City. He lives, still still lives down the street from from uh, from uh, the arena there in Utah, and he spoke to reporters for the first time since he was traded from the Utah Jazz, where he spent eight seasons, to the Portland Trailblazers. First time we've heard from Ingles. Uh, and he, frankly, some really interesting stuff that... that uh, speaks directly to his potential future with the team. So come back in the third segment. 
Let's talk about what Ingles might do. But before we get there, let's talk about rockauto.com. It's the family business that's been helping do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. If you go to a car dealership or you go to a big chain auto parts store, you know what I'm talking about, you're going to spend more money. 10, 15, 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more than if you shop at rockauto.com. So don't waste your time. Go to rockauto.com where they got a catalog of every make and model. If you're going to a store, a physical store, they just can't possibly carry all the parts you need. Rock Auto doesn't have that problem. Plus, they got reliable low prices for every type of customer. So why don't you check out their website right now, rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and then you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box, and that way they will know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Joe Ingles. Is he part of the Portland Trailblazers future? He says he's certainly going to consider it. And this, this changes a lot of what I have said right here into this microphone, in this very room, in this very space. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube... Check it out. Why not? But in this very, in my little homemade studio that I have here, I have been wrong about Joe Ingles before. My assumption was that he would straight up never show up in Portland, period. And now, after hearing him talk to reporters, sounds like he's going to give the Blazers real consideration as his next team as he enters free agency for basically the first real time in his career. Um, shout out to Casey Holdall of Trailblazers.com, who, uh, you know, Ingles spoke to several reporters. It was their story in Salt Lake Tribune as well, but... Casey Holdall straight up transcribed the whole interview. I was able to read it. Uh, it was uh, super useful. Thank you, Casey. Uh, like out there grinding, doing real, real, real work out there on the ground. Um, access matters. And Casey Holdall, team reporter, providing great access, helping us all get closer to the team. So thanks to Casey. Um, the uh, Ingles mentioned a couple things. And why I said I was wrong is like when, when the trade happened, I thought, Joe's never even going to show up here. He's not going to show up in Portland. He's going to talk to, you know, his his agent, his people will talk to Joe Cronin. They'll say, hey, either we'll buy you out or just like no reason to report. You know, you're entering free agency. You're 34 years old. You're about to have surgery on your knee. Like, go do your thing. We appreciate you. You know, we traded for you because contract-wise it made sense. Uh, and we, you, we wish you the best of luck in whatever happens next. But instead, Ingles came to Portland, which at the time I thought, I merely thought, hey, that's weird. But Ingles said that when he came to Portland, and they said this today in his interview with reporters prior to the game, is that he came to Portland and they did a, the gig checked out his knee. He had just torn his ACL and hadn't had surgery yet. And they, you know, they checked out his knee. He met with Joe Cronin. He briefly chatted with Damian Lord, like just in passing. Um, but, you know, he sat down with Joe and kind of talked about the future. Talked to, They're both Joes. They talk, he sat down with Cronin and talked about, you know, his future with the team and kind of just like, hey, get to know each other. Like they really did have a day when he was here and met with the medical staff and treated him like a player they had traded for. You don't do that to someone who, um, who you don't at least want to treat the right way, but there's more to it than that. And I think that was the first detail I missed. Quite frankly, the, I think, uh, my skill as a reporter here is I'm good at reading the tea leaves. That's a tea leaf thing I should have got next time what happens. I will not miss it. I am learning every day and trying to make this the best trailblazers podcast. Uh, but I'm not faking the funk. I'll tell you when I screw up, I screwed this one up. That was an easy one to see in hindsight. Duh. If he was here, that was the first like little weird detail of it, but it, it there's more to it than that. Uh, when Ingles went and had surgery in Chicago, uh, trailblazers, uh, head athletic trainer Jessica Cohen went with him, was there uh, 
post-surgery. You know, she checked out his knee when he was here and then went with him post-surgery to to just like be a the medical professional presence with him after surgery. Um, this is not a thing you do to someone who are you are just going to, you know, uh, wave goodbye to whenever he heals up. Now, Ingles hasn't been here since, but he told reporters today, and I read this in, in Casey's story, is that he plans, or the Blazers have a, like a week-long homestand at the end of March the, when they play a bunch of bad home, a bunch of bad teams at home. If they're going to win games, it's going to be that week. And Ingles says he plans to be out here when the team is out here. They're basically gone for all of March. It doesn't make sense for him to be in Portland now. But Ingles said he will be in March for the end of that, uh, for, for that end of the month homestand. And then he plans to do a bunch of his rehab in Portland with the team at the facility like mostly because he's he's like under contract with the Blazers he can't go to the Utah Jazz facility like the place he can get world-class NBA level training is with the Blazers but also like he's on the roster he's part of the team these are indications that he's there's a future there with him it's not that simple and I don't mean to paint it as like he's back he's 34 years old He'll be 35 by the next time he plays basketball again. He's entering a long recovery from an ACL injury. He's coming off the worst season of his career, and he's entering unrestricted free agency. Uh, there's a pretty good chance, just like timing-wise, got you know hurt his knee at the end of January, that he won't play basketball competitive basketball again until 2023. Um, you know, maybe he plays in December, late November. I guess is like a generous 10-month turnaround, but like. Yeah, probably 2023 when he's back playing the sport again at a high level. Uh, that complicates things. The other thing that complicates things is he gets to decide where he goes. And he's been pretty clear that, he, you know, Utah is home. It's where he wants, where he wanted to be. He was, I think it was pretty clear when he was contemplating, um, I might be traded. And he was still a member of the Jazz that he was like, I want to come back. Like, I want to come back, We're, you know. I know that things could happen. I want to come back. I think that's changed. I think that part of that, the reason that's changed is because the way the Blazers have treated him. And if they think he, if they think he can help and they've treated him like he could help and he spoke with Dame and spoke with Joe Cronin and they see him as part of the future, Joe Ingles admitted in this interview that he will give the Blazers serious consideration because of the way they've treated him, because of the way um, they clearly value him as a player, as a person, as like a veteran who could help, that he will give them real consideration. It doesn't, to me, like, like I said, I've screwed up the Zingle stuff a bunch. So um, take this with a grain of salt. But this is my just honest opinion. I don't, I don't really, I wouldn't really get the Ingle signing. Um, a couple years ago, two, three years ago, you know, even even as recently as the last full season he played, Ingles was very good. Um, two years ago, he had one of the best shooting seasons anyone's ever had off the bench in the league. Shot, uh, pushed 50% for much of the year. I think they finished at 40, 40, over 45% from three off on volume. Like, really good at at his peak joe ingles was a crafty left-handed passer who could run pick and rolls shoot pull up threes off the dribble at six foot nine could defend a bunch of positions guarded james freaking harden in the playoffs like um you know he wasn't locking him up but like got, you know got tough assignments in the playoffs for a very good jazz team at his peak ingles with his ball handling his playmaking his shooting like really really useful for what the blazers need right like ideal backup forward ideal uh bench player i'm not sure he will be that and the risk you know obviously just end of the bench stuff you 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 are taking flyers on guys and he might be worth a flyer for sure but if you are taking a flyer on joe ingles coming off at his age you know 35 years old coming off an in, in injury you're probably playing paying him the minimum 
And if you're paying him the minimum, it means that you're not offering stuff, stuff that other teams can offer. So unless he really likes Portland, and he might end up really liking Portland, it seems like it would be a weird choice for him. He could go back to the Jazz for the same amount of money. And if the Blazers want to you know, pay a portion, pay more than the minimum, they're going to have to take out of money out of their mid-level exception to do so, which means they either struck out in free agency and couldn't use all of it, couldn't, you know, find someone to take nine million bucks a year or whatever it's going to be, seven and a half million dollars a year uh, starting contracts, which very, very reasonable, very could happen. Certainly is like in the cards that they won't use the entire mid-level and they can use some of it to kind of give Joe Ingles a little more money and give him incentive. But to give Joe Ingles more than the minimum, to use some of that exception money to, to, to go in that direction would strikes me as odd. Not that I don't think Ingles can play. In fact, like I said, Joe Ingles, the, the idea of Joe Ingles is perfect um, for what this team needs. The reality of where he might be in his career physically and age-wise, it's, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. However, there seems to be a lot of indicators that the Blazers value him. Damon Lillard mentioned him by name when he spoke with Draymond Green about the future of the program, the future of the franchise. He mentioned, we've got Ingles. Uh, you know, he, he came here and met with Cronin. The Blazers medical staff has, you know, been attentive and stayed up with him, looking at his leg before he had surgery, meeting with him after he had surgery, and staying in contact with him, making sure that he does his rehab here in Portland, making sure that he's, um, you know, uh, going to be here for when they're home to be around the team. Like, I, I imagine... He'll be like anyone else on the bench cheering, cheering the a young, very young Blazers team on. Like Ingles is certainly has a real and legitimate shot to be part of this franchise's future. Something I did not quite frankly, I did not believe was possible, did not think was possible and told you right here on the podcast. There was no chance it was going to happen. I was wrong. Things change. We've got some new information. I think Joe Ingles um, could, could certainly, and like, you know, relatively likely, I get like a 15% chance. That's a pretty likelihood of any random player being on the team next year. Uh, relatively likely that he is a blazer next season, end of the bench veteran next season. Like, I think there are just so many obvious indicators that he, he could be part of the plan. I will find it weird when they sign him. I'll call it what it is. A little bit weird, but you could... When it's right there in front of you, you got to call it what it is. This seems like something that could very seriously happen. That's going to do it for today's show. We got another show to close out the week tomorrow. We're going to do some, uh, do some of the fun. So don't come back and miss it. We had a, I had an interview fall through. I got two interviews coming next week. Uh, I'm not going to spoil them because I don't know exactly when they're going to fall. But really, we're going to do a, this show is about to get really fun. Uh, the Blazers season is is headed in a direction where we're just going to look ahead. We're going to talk. Everything about the future, the offseason, a whole bunch of draft stuff and kind of just, um, you know, start to widen our gaze a little bit because talking about a uh, 38 point loss to the Utah Jazz aren't as uh, they're not as the games aren't as fruitful as they once were. So Lockdown Blazers doesn't go anywhere. Make sure you come back five days a week available wherever you get podcasts. Tell your friends to listen and make it your first listen every single day. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.